welcome to Baptist Perspective with Jimmy Barber. Whether you're listening while driving home from work, sitting with a hot cup of coffee, or making dinner, we hope this podcast will be thought-provoking and edifying. Now, here with today's episode is Jimmy Barber. In previous studies regarding the doctrine of election of God and salvation, we showed the origin of election, the purpose of election, and some of the benefits of this doctrine as it relates to the final destination of the elect. Some object to this doctrine by saying that if this is true, it will cause those who believe it to live any way they wish and continue to commit sin, because if they are an elect, they will go to heaven anyway. However, the Scriptures do not teach this. In fact, we see that the Word of God declares that the elect desire and seek to live godly. Paul, while teaching about salvation in his letter to the Romans, addressed such an objection. Because salvation is by the sovereign work of God and not by the works of man, Paul's objectors falsely accused him of teaching, Let us do evil that good may come. Paul answered that anyone who teaches such a doctrine, his damnation is just. Romans 3.8 However, let us now see what the Scriptures teach about the lifestyle of the elect. In our last podcast, we studied somewhat Titus 1.1. Paul, a servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect, and to the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness. In that session, we looked at the faith of God's elect and the truth connected with it. Now we will consider these things as they are associated with godliness. In reality, it should not be necessary to comment on this because the verse plainly states that the elect of God live in faith and the truth of and in the truth of salvation in such a way that godliness is reflected in their lives even john gill stated regarding this verse the gospel is a doctrine according to godliness the truth of it have an influence both on internal and external godliness they direct to and promote the worship and fear of god and a religious, righteous, sober, and godly life and conversation. When Paul wrote his first epistle to the saints at Thessalonica, he commented that he knew that they were elected by God because of the way they responded to the gospel. They did not simply hear the gospel and make a profession as so many do today. They became followers of Paul and the others that preached to them. And their obedience brought, quote, much affliction, end of quote, in their lives. Furthermore, their obedience to the gospel and life of godliness was a witness to every region that heard about their conversion. Paul commended them for how they, quote, turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. See First Thessalonians chapter 1. 
Equally, we saw in a previous podcast that Peter designated the believers as scattered throughout Pontius, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia as being sanctified by the Spirit, and he closed out his epistle stating that the saints at Babylon were elected together with them. See 1 Peter 1, verses 1 and 2, and chapter 5, verse 13. Throughout the Scriptures, obedience and faith of the saints are described as the elect of God. Another passage that proves that the doctrine of election promotes holy living is Colossians 3.12 and 13. It says, Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another, if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. From this inspired word of the Holy Scriptures, it is plain that the Lord intends and commands the elect to live a godly and holy life. Yes, put on in verse 12 is not a suggestion. It is a command from God. It is in the imperative mood. In fact, The previous verses in this chapter direct the saints to set their affections on things of God and not on the world. That the elect are to mortify the sins in their body, put off the sins of the flesh, and other exhortations to live a life of holiness because they were the elect of God. No, When the doctrine of election is properly understood and believed, it does not produce lazy and slowful Christians. It produces believers that walk in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ, seeking to honor Him in their lives in every way. Another passage that authenticates the elect of God living a holy and godly life is 2 Peter 1, verses 1 through 11. Obviously, time does not permit us to consider and study each verse in the passage, but it is imperative that we understand that it refers to the elect of God. In fact, verses 10 and 11 say, quote, Wherefore the rather brethren give diligence to make your calling and election sure. For if you do these things, ye shall never fall. For so an entrance shall be ministered unto you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. End of quote. Recently, a dear friend and beloved brother in the ministry said while commenting on this overall passage of Second Peter 1, verses 1 through 11, quote, Sanctification is the only Sure mark of election. End of quote. Peter begins with designating those to whom he was writing as those that have obtained like precious faith with us through the righteousness of God and our Savior Jesus Christ. Second uh, Peter one one. The Greek word for obtain means to receive by divine allotment. 
the faith they had was given to them by God. Stephen Charnock said election is the cause of faith, not faith the cause of election. That's found in the footnote to John Calvin's comment on Titus 1.1 as found in the Sword Searcher Bible program. However, Peter continued by divine inspiration, instructing the believers to actively incorporate various godly virtues into their lives, and by doing so, it would verify their election of God. In fact, the only way a person can know that another individual, or the believer himself, is an elect of God is by his godly life. As Jeremiah seventeen nine says, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked who can know it. Therefore, assurance of salvation is not in one's feelings or emotions. Assurance of salvation is found in a person living in the obedience to the commandments of God. Even John in his first epistle verified this truth. Quote, Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. And every one that loveth him that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. End of quote. 1 John 5, 1 and 2. Primarily, so far, we have been reviewing verses that contain the word elect or election. Since 2 Peter 1.10 equated calling with election, we could expand our study on the doctrine of election unto salvation to include verses that have this Greek word too. But that should not be necessary since our purpose is not to give an exhaustive study study of this subject. However, I would like to draw our attention back to the epistle of the Ephesians to show that the doctrine of election rightly understood and believed does not lead to a life of lasciviousness. It was pointed out in a previous podcast that the people of God were chosen or elected in Christ in Christ Jesus before the foundation of the world. The purpose was that the elect, quote, should be holy and without blame, end of quote, before God. That ultimately all of the redeemed will be found justified in the righteousness of the Lord Jesus Christ in glory. This confirmation begins in this life. Even Romans 8.29 tells us that those whom the Father foreknew or loved before the world was created were predestinated to be conformed to the image of His dear Son. Obviously, there are many things included in this confirmation that begins with the new birth. Ephesians chapter 2 and other passages Teach that we are born into this world, dead in trespasses and sins. For this reason, our Lord told Nicodemus that he must be born again by the Spirit of God before he could see or enter the
the kingdom of God. John 3, verses 3 through 8. Also, we have seen from previous verses in our study today that the elect of God are changed and drawn to the Lord to live a life of holiness. By holiness, we do not mean sinlessness. The Lord willing, we will address this more in future studies. In this podcast, we are simply seeking to answer the charge that believing the doctrine of election will not cause a true believer to live a life of sinfulness. Paul brings out many things in the book of Ephesians to show this truth. Obviously, we cannot address everything the Lord teaches in Ephesians, but there are a few things we must consider. Ephesians 1.6 says that the elect are, quote, made accepted in the beloved. Verse 7 declares that we have redemption, even the forgiveness of sins. Not that we will have it, but we have it now. Verses 3 through 14 tell us, that we were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise after believing the gospel. Verses 19 through 20 state that the same power that raised Christ from the grave works in the elect, causing them to believe. Ephesians 2.10 declares, For we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus unto good works, which God hath before ordained that we should walk in them. In other words, the elect of God will not walk in ungodliness and follow after the world, and their overall walk after the Lord quickens them by the Holy Spirit. Yes, they struggle with sin, and sadly sometimes fall into sin, and have sins of the mind and attitude but they do not openly walk on a continual basis portraying a lifetime of sin. We are God's workmanship, created to walk in good works. Many other passages could be set forth to prove this truth, but these should be sufficient for any who believes the Scriptures of God. Though I do not have time in this lesson to say more about it, I want to make it clear that a proper understanding and belief in the doctrine of election does not hinder the gospel. This is proved by the confession of the Apostle Paul. Therefore, I endear all things for the elect's sake, that they also may obtain salvation which is in Christ Jesus with eternal glory. 2 Timothy 2.10 The Lord willing, we will discuss this more in future studies. But our time is up for today. Farewell. Thank you for listening to today's edition of Baptist Perspective. We archive our episodes so you can go back anytime and listen again. Do you have a question about something you've heard or just want to let us know you're listening? Visit us at baptistperspective.wordpress.com. That's baptistperspective.wordpress.com. Thanks again for listening.